Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hi, this is Lucas Nelson with Promise of the Real, and the podcast you're listening to is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. We'll be doing many live events this summer around the country, which will include artist interviews, contests, and more. Sign up for the newsletter at OsirisPod.com to stay in the loop.
Hey everybody, we're back with a quick hit from the forum night one. We're uh, here with a guest, Mike Ferguson. Hey Mike. Hey RJ. Um, long, happy, to, happy to hop on today. Yeah, long time uh, fan of the pod, if I, if, if I can put words in your mouth, but first, first quick hit. <laughs> Yeah, long time. First time, long time. Isn't that the uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the radio voice? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and so you're out in LA. Um, so this is sort of a hometown show for you, right? Yeah, this is a sleep in my own bed show. Always, always good ones. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't been out on on tour in a little bit, so it was still, you know, I'm still like, oh yeah, I'm putting my dipping my toes in. But it's nice to be able to get home and sleep in bed and have a day and now we get another show tonight so yeah that's exciting that's awesome and um you've been to the four have you seen fish at the forum before yeah i saw them in 2015 and uh i forget if they played there before but i've seen anytime they played out here since 2010 i've seen the shows so cool and yes but yeah this is it oh yeah go ahead well i was just gonna ask about the venue because i know it's uh you know the an old um, you know, stadium that they've basically repurposed just for, um, just for concerts, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's, you know, it feels like, I think, uh, oh, Jordan Hoffman, uh, put something up on Twitter that it feels a little different than like an MSG because, uh, here I'll quote him. The LA forum is a real venue, a righteous venue. The place is a time capsule to 1979. <laughs> that I think is the most accurate. You walk in, it's like going to a super old school, like arena show, and that's all they do there now. So you know, the the floors are cement; they aren't great to dance on, but uh, you know the seats are decent. I think, uh, but yeah, it's it still feels like they get really good sound, and fish can fill that room. That's that's cool, and. Um... In terms of like the scene and the vibe, I, I was at um, the San Francisco shows. Obviously, fish fans these days, I think, are are pretty high energy and excited um, everywhere. But tell us about the kind of the scene there, and then maybe some highlights for you from the first set. Totally. Um, so, I mean, it, LA is weird, right? I mean, I think just the crowd here tends to. It feels like it's either like super vets or people who are at their first show. So it, it, it still kind of feels that way, but it definitely, you know, last night I was up front and on page side and there were a ton of people, um, you know, running around that had been on, on tour the entire time and, you know, and have seen hundreds of shows and, mm-hmm. and then spent the second set dancing with, with Maggie who's on her like sixth show. And, you know, it's like the, the, what was cool about that scene, I think everybody was so just so happy that fish was there. Right. And they were playing and they played a hot show last night. And, um, yeah, first set, I mean, that, that chalk dust opener, I think, I mean, I, I called, I just call sample opener for LA all the time because I figure it's coming. Um, but I said, I think the, the last LA shows were a little mellow, um, so expectations, at least for me, were kind of low, but I also haven't seen fish since 2016. So I was kind of like, okay. uh, they, I, I, I had reached the, they can piss in your ears level of like, it doesn't matter what they play. So <laughs> right, my, right. my expectations were, were super low, but, um, yeah, the, the chalk test was just, I mean, it was fire out of the gate and then going into every, you know, the youth pastor tray, everything's right, which <laughs> whatever the, 
whatever the words are, the jam got really good and it gets, you know, it started to get dark and that, you know, like a fast kind of bluegrassy rifts and, um, yeah. And then that Wolfman's is kind of the, for, I mean, that's the must listen from the first set. Um, nice. And then I always like this, this year in particular, the, I was like, Oh yeah, 20 years. It's nice to hear 20 years later. My first show was 98. So it's <laughs> nice. To, it's like, yeah, this is officially my 20 years later. Actually 20 years later. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. cool. And, and then, and then the sand, sand right? burned the place down. Yeah. That was, it started and the whole floor started shaking. It was great. It was wow. Fun. Wow. Like actually, yeah. actually shaking. Yeah. Like people, cool. people were moving. They were on, they were, they were vibing. So it was, it was a good dance party to end the set. That's awesome. And so people were, were, I think probably really psyched to, for the second set after a pretty well played. I, I haven't, I haven't listened to the whole set yet, but, um, was it pretty well played? People weren't complaining about f- flubs and stuff. Yeah, it felt like they got the flubs out of the way on the how many people are you, um, which I I love when, you know, when they they play a Gordon song and he forgets the lyrics. It's one of my favorite things. It's, he, it's, it happened <laughs> it's at kind um, of funny. Happened at Bill Graham too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe he's been busy practicing the fish stuff and hasn't yeah. practiced his own. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So the Wolfman's was like almost fifteen minutes. So that that was sort yeah. of the the highlight of the set for you. It sounds like. Yeah, and it it was you know it got good. It, it was dark. It was a little, you know, it's the Wolfman funk, right? And then it uh, you know veered off nearly. Type two came back, and um, yeah, and then that the devolved from Wolfman's into how many people that was that was kind of fun too. So it was just a good it was a good breakdown. Cool. And in the second set, um, just looking at the the set list and the times and stuff, it reminds me of the first night of Bill Graham and that there were like, you know, three or four songs that were 10 or 15 minutes, nothing, nothing super long, but, but a lot of good solid jams. What were your um, thoughts on that second set? I mean, we got a second set ghost. I love a second set ghost. Mm-hmm. And, and it was funny. Um, I, I tweeted last night during it was, it felt like dead and co pace. It was a little bit of a slower ghost. And mm-hmm. then, they took it deep and dark and funky and uh i and we all went on a journey i mean uh, i think we could be talking at some point about the la ghost like being in the pantheon it was it was pretty solid awesome um and yeah and the the simple was great the slave to close i mean that's always like the that's my find the joy and um appreciate everybody song so that was that was fire and I mean the whole set, even the bouncing, which normally I'm. I, I, it was very weird to not feel like a total jaded vet last night. <laughs> That's really the where they play bouncing. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is fun, and we're all just <laughs> hopping around and dancing and singing along, and it was a good time. That's cool. Um, and th- did they play the whole? Did they play all the parts of Slave this time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They they finished. <laughs> they finished. Um, yeah. The the down down with disease is unfinished, but the slave was finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sleeping monkey into Weekapog encore. I guess once they once they close the show with slave, everyone is kind of figuring that Weekapog would come in the in the encore, right? Exactly. Yeah, we figured that was that was happening. So when they came out and played Sleeping Monkey, I was like. All right. Hey, this is one of my favorite encore songs because we all get, you know, it's a big sing along. Trey turned the mic on the audience. We all sang together and then they busted out a great Wigapod to end the night. So it was a super fun show. Cool. Super fun show. And they're, they're playing great. And if you're in LA, come to the show tonight. There are like thousands of tickets available. Are there really? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, and that floors are short, but it looks like, I mean, if you want to go on Ticketmaster and get in the building, you can do it. Yeah, cool. That's good. Good heads up. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, I know that you, um, you've been sober now for, what, 15 years or so, and you work yeah, in... Yeah, com- coming up recovery. on 15, yeah. Um, what's, what's it like, sort of, um, as the scene has evolved, being sober at shows? Does it seem like less of a big deal now than it used to be, or is that always kind of an evolving thing for you? Or what's, um, I don't know, how do you, how does it feel... Um, I guess now versus other times. Sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think there's a lot more, a lot more people are, are open about sobriety, their sobriety. You know, it's nice. I think at fish shows, it's, it's kind of easy to be among like your fellow peers because everybody has a little yellow sticker or a pin and to signal that we're there to have a sober show, whether you're in recovery or not. Um, so for me, I like, I, I think this, this was my like 80th fish show sober. So I'm in the, like in the sweet spot of, all right, yeah, we can, I can be around it. It doesn't bug me. And I just, you know, I, as long as I'm not in the, in the lot for like two hours after the show, that when things start to get weird, it's yeah. not, it's not too bad. So, yeah. um, I mean, I mean, what's, what's great. I didn't get a chance to pop by the, the fellowship table last night, but we do have like, we're at a show and struggling or just want to go and be among fellow people who are sober you can pop by the fellow the fellowship table which is at every show there's people staff that do shows sober whether they're in recovery or not so um it's super fun just to have i mean it's nice to have like a community within a community and i locked eyes with a couple of people that had had my my uh fells rage harder pin on my hat last night and locked eyes with somebody who was wearing a wearing a sticker on their shirt and we, you know, did the head nod and yeah. it's just uh it's, it's a little, you know, it's a club within a club kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and we get to support each other and, and, and do what we can. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the fellowship's been, and we don't have to buy nitrous from Nazis. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, the fellowship has been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly how long, I don't know yeah. the, the full lore, but it was an outgrowth of the Wharf rats, which were the, yeah. the grateful dead sober folks. So, um, you know, I know friends of mine who were, uh, who were on, on tour up in San Francisco went to the, there's a, a meeting that was like the original Wharf Rats meeting. And I know a bunch of people went to that. So it was kind of a, cool. um, uh, yeah, there's, there's different marks around, you know, around the country for, for the sobriety stuff too, which is super fun. You know, yeah. it's just a random thing where you can be like, Oh yeah. then there's this, yeah. we have this random thing in common. Right. So, well, um, yeah, that's cool, and and I do I see a lot more of those one show at a time stickers than I than I used to or than I used to notice, I guess. But um, that's cool. Yeah, I was just curious, wanted to hear a little bit more about that. Um, so so you get to go back tonight after spending the day with your family, which is kind of cool, and then go back and sleep at home again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and this is a, you know short short tour for me this round until curveball. So. Um, but it's going to be, I'm excited for tonight and, you know, if we get a sample opener, we get a sample opener and we're going to jam with it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a fun show. What do you, um, do you have any, any hopes or dreams for this evening? Oh, I just, I just want a tweezer. That's, mm-hmm. If we can get a tweezer, that would be, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. That, and a, a good, you know, I would, I always love a hood, but they just played it, what, on Thursday or so yeah. Wednesday, so That's I don't it. know if we'll. Yeah, Wednesday, we'll Tuesday, Wednesday. So maybe you know they, they played it a couple oh, times. Oh yeah, only one tweezer this tour. So you you could you could get it. Um, I hope you get your tweezer. I'm, um, I'm knocking on wood right now. As yeah, we're. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, what do you want to What do you want to play for folks? Maybe um, leave a clip uh, going out here. 
Um, I would say like the, the middle of the ghost jam was fantastic last night, like, cool. uh, five or six minutes in. All right, let's do that. We'll leave people with some of that. And, um, Mike, thanks for coming on and sharing your, sharing your experience. I hope you have a, a blast tonight and, uh, let's meet up at curveball. All right. Sounds great, man. Thanks again. Thanks for having me on. Cool. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. This is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. 
What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>